listener, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Not cheap. All right, sorry for our, for our tripping over our own balls to begin the show. The usual mediocre things you've come to expect from us. But, as uh saying before, Buffy the Vampire Slayer review tonight. We got 10 Things I Hate About You review tonight. And we got, fuck, what's the other one? Disturbia. No. Disturbing Behavior Dis- with James behavior. Cyclops Morston. Yeah, and Katie Goth Holmes. Man, I'll tell you. Fucking Katie Goth. Katie Goth Holmes, that's how she backed Tom Cruise right there. It was that fucking movie. That's how yeah, she backed her at Tom Cruise. Yeah, he was like, give it to Top Gun. Come on, Ray Ray. <laughs> give it to Top Gun. <laughs> Didn't turn out so good for her, but that's how she got him in the first place. But yeah, I think it turned out pretty bad for her. She that, might as well just got her fucking brain. She literally was brainwashed that, in real life. That's what I'm saying, man. It did, oh, my God. This movie was premonitious. <laughs> Is that a word? Premonitious? No, but we'll go with it. It's precious and fortuitous. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about here. But yeah. Michael Barr says, Disturbia rules. It does. It is a good movie, but we didn't watch that one. Dude, I do love Disturbia. Shia LaBeouf's in the news this week for other things. Yep. Bad stuff going on with that, sir. Other than Disturbia. Shia, surprise. Do you imagine (laughs) waking up and having Shia LaBeouf choking you? That's the scariest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Like, it's a shy surprise. You're not not sure. Shy surprise. How does that song go? I forgot how the song goes. Completely. Walking in the woods, and you look to the left, and Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That's what it was. I want to watch that when we get done with that. That shit was awesome. You've Sp- done it. You've killed Shia LaBeouf. Skill said Buffy. Buffy can get it, bro. <laughs> yes, she can. Man, I'll tell you what. I like that. I like that one. I like that one a lot. That Veronica Vaughn. Jay met her once, by the way. I don't know if you guys I know did. that. I met, her at, I met her at the bar. Yep. Almost made out. We could have made out. I think we could have. I really do. I had this strong feeling about it. That's all this fucker talked about the whole way home. He was like, dude. Because I, I we had to leave because Mike had to go home. And I was like, fuck. Because I didn't. But because I was like, shit, dude. Oh, my God. But whatever. Whatever. She, she's yesterday's. Sarah Michelle Gellar's. She's Buffy now. Not even Kirsten. <laughs> That's what Jay was screaming while I was trying to get him in the car. He's like, you're not even Buffy anymore. I don't even want to make out with you. No, we did. I did. We literally met her at a, at a uh, well, Jay met her. I saw her. I didn't even know who the hell she was. But I was drunk as fuck, dude. I I, I was remember at the bar and, and she walked over. And I was like, this cute blonde girl. And I was like, oh, and she was talking to me. And, and she was like, I was like, what'd you, what'd you get to drink? And then she said she got some like fruity cocktail kind of mix or something. I don't know what it was. And I was like, yeah, I got, I got a nickel ball. We were just talking. And then she's like, I got to go do this thing and take pictures. But are you going to be here when I get back? Because you better be here. And I'm like, for sure. And I was like, dude, this girl's fucking hot. Then it wasn't until later. I was like, oh my God, that was her. That's Christy Swanson, bro. <laughs> Emilio! <laughs> it was like that. It kind of was. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't that impressed when you told me that story that night when it happened. And I, I wasn't that impressed for like, uh, like a couple years probably. And then I watched that movie with her and Charlie Sheen in it. Because I'd yeah. forgotten about Buffy. And we'll, we'll get to Buffy as a whole. But I'd forgotten about Buffy. And I watched uh, The Getaway. With Charlie That's Sheen. That's a badass movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> in I know. that movie, man, Jesus, I had a, I remember that movie too from when I was a kid, and I hadn't seen it in years, and I was like, "Who is she?" I had to look it up, and I saw it was her. I was like, "Oh God, Shiva Kaminahana!" Yeah, dude. Damn. It was kind of like that. It was kind of like that. Like I felt like a Luke Perry moment. I was like, "Are you addressing I?" <laughs> when she was talking <laughs> yeah dude that was funny by the way i left my ass off that scene tonight but yeah no these are uh these are patreon views that patrons have requested of us to do uh the first one well as we'll go with buffy since we started talking about it. this yeah, one might as well and it's the original 90s the movie buffy as we said with christy swanson in it uh and uh, uh this one's for our buddy jeremy blevins jeremy thank you for being an awesome fucking dude we love you jeremy's a good guy good really guy. appreciate it man and how long has it been since you've seen this, dude? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I I don't think I've actually watched this for like a couple of years. Yeah, me too. I think it's been almost since I was a kid. Like I've sat down and watched people like, oh fuck, I used to love Buffy, and then just got bored and stopped watching it. Yeah. But did you like it watching it again? Yeah, I I mean I always had a soft spot for it. I loved it. I also love that I love that uh, you get a small cameo of, of Ben Affleck in there. And that's just him walking away from his career right now. He was like, take the ball, man. Just take it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. I mean, dude, honestly, had a great cast in it. Yeah, a really good cast. And it, But it was the only thing that was weird about watching was it was really hard for me to buy Hillary Swank as, like, a Valley girl. Like, after watching Million Dollar Baby, I was like, that bitch badass. I don't even know what she's doing. <laughs> she's not. Up. She shouldn't be there. She's undercover. She's writing something for the paper. She's not there for real. And, and then I, I, I forgot about so many things. I was like, get out of my facial. <laughs> I was like, that's so good. Why did that leave the 90s? <laughs> yeah, dude, that, I think this movie is actually more of a time capsule of the 90s than a lot of other movies like Can't Hardly Wait or any of those movies. I think Can't Hardly Wait was like 99. But yeah, it was the 90s. It's even more of a time, like almost to its detriment. Like a lot of it's, this movie's so fucking 90s just in the jokes and the way the kids talked. That I bet a lot of people, if they watched it for the first time today, actually wouldn't even get like half the jokes. No. I bet they wouldn't get the well, full sway of the whole thing. Yeah, I, I remember renting it as a kid. I don't know why. I think uh, one of my uncles rented it or something because it was around Halloween or something. I don't know. But I, 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 I fucking dug it, dude. I was like, I liked the vampire scene. I thought all that was cool. They looked cool. By the way, it was shocking to me, which I didn't even know that until later on, but that the one dude was fucking a Pee Wee Hermit. Low what doses. Dude? Lothos, dude. Lothos is like a, a henchman or henchman was fucking Pee Wee Herman. No, that's wrong picture, huh? Lothos no, no, no. Lothos is henchman. The one that loses his arm. Yeah. He was that's, the fucking, he's Pee Wee. That's not fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yes, dude. It was Pee Wee Herman. Yes, dude. It wasn't Tom Savini. Like I always thought. He does look just like Pee Wee Tom Savini though, dude. I, I know. know I Tom thought Savini, but he looks just fucking like Tom Savini. Sex machine, but yeah, that was fucking Pee Wee Herman, dude. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and also ironic that if, if only the events that happened to him in that movie had happened in real life, he wouldn't have been put in jail because he wouldn't have had an arm to whack off with in the theater. Well, they should have had a moment where he was in a movie theater trying to suck on someone's blood. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He's like, uh, we could do anything we want to. It's like, oh yeah, clap. I think it's funny. <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah. yeah I, I also love Donald Sutherland in it. Like, I, yeah. I think he's, I loved him. I thought he was a great uh, watcher or whatever they're called. He was a great, like, trainer ever. And I always, like, I felt the comedy between him and, and, and Buffy were, like, they had good chemistry. They like, did. when he throws the knife at you, he's like, you threw a knife at my head. He's like, but you caught it. He's like, but you threw a knife at my head. 
Yeah, he he was really good in that movie, dude. Donald Sutherland's an underrated actor, I think. I feel like. I think I don't know why the fuck he was doing Hunger Games movies in his older age, but I don't know. He would have been a great fucking Gandalf. And I don't even like those fucking movies. Yeah, I I like Donald Sutherland a lot. Donald Sutherland w- would have been a great Commissioner Gordon. Dude, oh, he would have been. Do you think he's ever played yeah. Santa Claus? No, but he looks like it. He feels I feel like he's slightly thinner than he should be, but yeah. Uh, the thing about him, though, is I, I I lost a lot of respect after I heard a lot of fans say that he was an asshole. Donald Sutherland? Yeah, they said he was a pure prick. I don't know. Dude. That he, he was like real. He was real self-important, and 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 he he didn't have time for anybody. And I think I think some of them might even maybe even a celebrity said they had a bad run-in with him that he didn't have time for them because he didn't know them. So he moved on through the party. That's Keepers we- not like that, but Donald they say he was pretty much an asshole to people that he didn't think was on his level. That's weird, dude, because I, I don't know. He does have, like, one of those faces where his eyebrows are always slanted. Maybe they just, like, mm. took him the wrong way, you know? Maybe he's just, yeah. like, because he kind of has RBF, you know, roast beef face. Well, you could have you could have taken the eyebrows the wrong way, except when he said, fuck off. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, it's clear now. Yeah. It's clear. <laughs> That's true. Crystal, That's I'll go true. away. He was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He used to be in this fucking HBO movie, dude, that I used to watch all the time back in the day. I bet you don't remember it. Nobody ever fucking does. But it was called, like, Hollow Point. And it was him and like Tia Tia Carrera was in it. That sounds familiar. I don't know. It was some shitty was it an action. Was it an action movie? Yeah, I used to watch it all the fucking time. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, that's beside the point. But yeah, no, dude, I I actually still like really love this movie. Um, David Arquette was great in it too. He was I, like he didn't really get to do much, but he was just made David Arquette face like. <laughs> dude, I'm like I, I love him. I love him and Luke Perry because I feel like that would be Mike and I. And, like Luke Perry gets out of bed, he was like, "Come on, man, go home, Benny." He's like, "I'm hungry, Pike. I'm hungry." He's like, "You're floating, man. Go home." He's like, "Are you on something?" He asks him if he's on something while he's floating. <laughs> so, like, that's man, some strong ass drugs. Come on, I need I need batteries for my Xbox remote, dude. And then obviously the guy that goes, "Go team, go," was Grady from fucking Halloween five, or four. I know, dude. Like, as soon as I saw his face, I was like, I know that fucking face, man. And I was like, you're Grady, dude. You're the guy that got... Yeah. Michael fucking... But there was a lot of weird... There was a lot of weird trust, though, between those jocks, though. Because, like, when when Buffy, like, leans over to kiss her her man or whatever when he's convertible, and his friend is like, hey, man, can I borrow her? He's like, no, you'll get her dirty. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? He just talks shit on your girl. (laughs) I did did like it, though, when her butt was right in his face, because he was like... Uh, 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 uh. He looked like uh, he looked like uh, Pauly Shore in Encino Man. It's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like you Ray Ray to- Gunner says, yeah, Brady. It's Brady. I say Grady. Brady. I always say Brady, Brady dude. Sorry. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I meant Brady. Oh, yo, Jay. Tom. Yeah, Tom Brady played that. <laughs> he does. He looks like Tom Brady too. That's right. He kind of does. That I makes fucking it. sense. Jamie Wright's here. What's up, man? Thank you. Uh, we're doing disturbing behavior for Jamie tonight. He says, uh, stopping in to say hi. I'm at work, so I can't stay. What a good stream this will be. Have fun, everyone. Thank you for the review, boys. Thank you, man. And the, as you know, the replay Thanks, will, be, will be up, dude. Really appreciate you um, and everything you do, Jamie. I want to kiss your face. I want to kiss you all over and over and again. Uh, well, let's just fucking about. do it. You want to? God. I feel like that guy. Gay? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, dude. Oh. Um, I... I Honestly, like, I didn't like it as much as I did when I was a kid, though. Because when I was a kid, it was like, I thought it was fucking cool, too. You know like, I mean? Ew, it's a fucking girl. She's the lead. Ew. No. Well, I still thought she was hot. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I didn't know about politics and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, cool, man. That, that chick's rad. I wasn't even like, she's hot. 
Uh, but I, man, I, I don't know. She was fucking awesome in the movie. The cast was great. was great, like you said. Luke Perry was cool in the movie. I love the '90s speak. I love all the night. I like what they were talking about going to the movie theater. It's like AMC. Mm. No, they got crappy corn. They've got terrible corn. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I like that part where David Arquette was in the bar or whatever, and he like. What's it look like? And he threw all those pennies and shit. She's like a hot dog with no extras and like uh, water. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and by the way, I didn't know this. Actually, I didn't know this either. Do you know that the the, the vampire DJ that pops up at the near the end of the movie is David Arquette's brother? He was also the guy that was in the wedding singer that had all the makeup on. I did not know that. That's David Arquette's brother. That surprised me, dude. His whole fucking family's in acting and shit like that. They're like the Baldwins. Mm. You know what I mean? They are. Well, they, they, they all grew they, up but, in a but fucking not as good looking, but they are. No, 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 no one's as good looking as the Baldwin's man. No one, and they've got they've slayed a lot of movie ass too. William Baldwin slept with uh, what's her name? Uh, Sydney Crawford on film and Fair Game. You remember yep. that movie? They fucked on a train. They showed Sydney Crawford good for him in that movie, dude. But anyways, and he uh, yeah. he had that those sex tapes that he made in Flatliners too. Yeah. <sighs> but no, I, I I think I'd give like overall like now I'd give Buffy like. I give it a seven point five, but a loving seven point five. You know, because like I mean, I, yeah, the the action's good in it. Like I actually thought the action was decent. Like the 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 stake yeah. stabbings and all that shit like that. I love Luke Perry. I love the casting of the whole movie. It's good. It's just it's a little, it's a little. I mean, it's corny. It's a lot. Well, I, yeah, I, that's why. That's I think I give it an eight for that reason because I yeah. like I like the campiness. I like the the weirdness and the stupidity of it. I don't know. I just, it all fit together. The cast was awesome, and then the music was good. The soundtrack was yeah. pretty decent, mm. and uh, she was a badass. Again, it, it was one of those things. But it's it's a lost art. I swear to God, because instead of them forcing on you know everybody's idea like this is a badass girl, you have to respect her authority. Yeah. You know, Cartman style. Yeah. It, it, it is let it be let it be and it was awesome everybody was like that's a badass girl when she walks in with the leather jacket when luke perry throws it to her i'm like i'm gonna have sex with you but be scared of you yeah i wanted to squish yeah, me between it. her butt cheeks like a walnut what i can stake you anytime what huh <laughs> and, uh, yeah and, and of course like the bad guy was great even though that, that fight scene really didn't go as long as i thought it should have but whatever no that was funny though, because that's like that's like when when you think a hot girl has a crush on you, so it makes you feel good. Yeah. So like whenever you walk around her, like you're like you know you, you feel like your shit don't stink. But then like the second she's into somebody else and you don't realize it yet, you like you walk in with that same attitude, and he's like because yeah. he's like he's like rubbing her back. And he's like yo, you will be mine. Turn around or whatever, and she's like as if gross. Like, Get the fuck away from me. And she's like exactly you little bitch. Like. <laughs> he's like you don't want it. Oh, by the way, Vanessa Moreno had the per. I forgot about that guy. I love that the principal was from uh, the office. He's like detention, 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 detention. That guy. I fucking love <laughs> yeah. that guy, man. He, I remember. Well, I always think of him. I always think of Just Friends because he was Ryan Reynolds' boss at the, at the, mm. the agency or whatever. And he was like, "Daddy yeah. want a lobster? Bring Daddy fish. Daddy, go get Daddy <laughs> oh, lobster." As far as a movie, if 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 you got like kids or or like you know young teens or something, they probably would still get a kick out of it now, especially if they're not really into horror movie horror movie stuff. Like it's too you don't want to like start them off like hardcore in your yeah. face. See the blood feeling. You want to give them something <laughs> smooth to go. Like this will be that movie. Like if you were like, yeah. hey, okay, you know, like a uh, roller coaster with like you know real easy go, like a little couple hills, no big deal. And plus, you can always tell them that that one guy's Pee Wee Herman. And it'll yeah. take the fear right out of them. No, dude, like I, I watched it with the girls, like, and they, they liked it a lot. I mean, MJ got bored and got on the phone with her friends, like, you know, thirty minutes in the movie. But still, yeah, I think that was actually the only thing I didn't like about the movie. I think, I think the problem was I used to love this movie so much when I was really young that I actually thought it was cool. Like, I thought it was yeah. like, 
edgy cool you know what i mean because because you know all the stuff in it but you now, are one pathetic loser i think it's like embarrassment now as an adult watching i'm like oh man this is really fucking corny but to me as like a whatever age i was like i don't know when this came out I was, it's still you know what's there there's actually one there's one same. line in the movie that still holds up it's kind of like the movie itself as far as reviewing it now is when hillary swank buys the same april o'neill yellow jacket and she he was like ah, i th- thought it was like five minutes ago and he, she's like well what do you, it was now it's retro yeah. like i think that's what i think that's how this movie is now considered retro yeah it, like it, it just it works man it, it like it's it, it found a good spot it's got the right in the right g spot because it's gonna be it's not it's corny but it's retro at the same time it feels good when you yeah. watch it ah the mythical g spot but but luke perry man i gotta tell you i really suck that he's gone I, I look at that guy he's a good looking guy he could act really well he was able to do dramatic roles and comedy roles it really is shocking that he didn't do major major roles why wasn't he in more shit dude i thought the same fucking thing man i thought the exact yeah, same dude, thing. I, I was thinking like I, I don't know why man i was i was watching him uh last night <laughs> in more ways than one but i was <laughs> watching him and i was thinking like dude this guy would have been really good in something like in an mcu like you know in the mcu setting or yeah. like in in these I, I don't know i felt like a superhero vibe or him doing something along those lines would have really worked with him yeah I, or like i mean he was in once upon a time in hollywood for a minute but i mean that was towards the end there you know what i mean yeah but like, i mean like a major role yeah it would be cool to see him doing something like that in a bigger movie especially in those old time because he has that james dean type face you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> he'd be great in those type of roles i don't know why i really don't know why i think it was the night of 210 was such a like a it was like a typecast thing I don't know. Jesse uh, somebody said Luke was good in Oz. He was good in Oz. He was. I forgot about it. He was good. He was Jesus Christ, basically, in Oz. Damn. He's good. I, I could yeah. see him as Jesus. That makes sense to me. Well, he was kind of, yeah, he was just a weird, like, uh, preacher, Bible-thumping guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Jesse McLaughlin, thanks for the Super Chat, buddy. Says, hey, guys, currently watching Batman and Robin. Ew. Ew. What? What have you done? <laughs> I feel like you're Mel Gibson right now in The Patriot. I have a long fear that the sins of my last would come back and visit me. <laughs> and the price is too much and I can fail. What have you done, good sir? <laughs> Did he die? <laughs> uh, got a petition to cast Clooney in another movie. Good golly, those bat nips. Oh, man. I I, I would fucking... I, 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 you know what they should do? Flashpoint. They shouldn't make him an older character, but they should just have like a quick five-minute scene where Clooney gets to fucking try to be a good fucking Batman. You know what I mean? No, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Uh, we've always there's always been a contention. Like, well, we've always said that if <clears throat> look that movie was just hot garbage in a fucking July afternoon, garbage juice just running down your face. It had a bad script. It just didn't really go anywhere. I think he could have been a great Batman. It just didn't. He was in a bad movie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. but still, I still hold on to the thing. Yeah, I mean, if they were gonna recast him or like if they were gonna give him another chance under a good director, not that Joel Schumacher was bad, but under a good script, yeah. I'd be all for it. By the way, Skillam, I know he was a prophet. <laughs> Skillam was like, he was a prophet, bro. I know that. I said he was a Bible-thumping crazy. And by the way, he actually he wasn't a prophet. I, he was. Basically, he was Jesus. It was one of those like meta- like metaphorical kind of moments. But by the way, he wasn't a prophet because if he was a prophet, well, he would have uh, predicted what happened to him. But he didn't. So, <laughs> oh. Oh. Did he get in the butt? No, uh, he he. Some guy wanted to suck his dick a lot, but that didn't happen. He said, "No way, no way, Jose, you're Catholic. I don't fuck with that." <laughs> <laughs> Ray Ray Gunner says, "Mike, what's your deal with Lord of the Rings? I don't hate it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's overrated. I just think I don't get it. It's not like 
Avatar or Inception, which are overrated. It's it's more like a, I understand that I don't like fantasy movies. And uh, mm. by the way, they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Did you hear that with Chris Pratt? I mean, Chris I, I, I can't wait. <clears throat> I can't wait. Yeah, I do it. You Lord of the Rings. I I like the the geekiness level that goes off the charts for me. I I literally have Lord of the Rings. I watch all of them. Then I have Lord of the Rings the special edition, and I watch those. And I watch them also back to back. I watch them with the commentary with Peter Jackson commentary. I love them. I, I think if you gave them a chance, you'd love them. They're, they're so fucking good. Of course you do. Of course you do! The dad do not tolerate the living. I fear no man. I gotta know. Dude, Return of the King is so fucking good. People love Sound it. Sound on, like, Army! I'm, I'm actually jealous. Like, I wish I could get into it. I really, like, I want to, and I've tried, and I sat down, and I just fucking fall asleep, man. I cannot I cannot take those movies. I can't take them in my heart and soul. Uh, but no, that's that's why. What did you give it? A set, an 8? I gave it a 7.5? Yeah, an eight. Yeah, but still fun. Bunch of heathens in the chat. I don't like Lord of the Rings either. Well, they don't like oh, you. Oh. Except that they oh. swept the Academy Awards. That's one thing that your toy boy George Lucas has none and will never do. <laughs> don't let don't make me bring Clerks Two up in this bitch. Because whether or not he vomited after you know the Frodo joke, he's say, not lying. Jay's gonna start vomiting. <laughs> no but that is true though i mean it is true i mean there was a lot more work went into that but then again you know george lucas didn't have the backing that uh, peter jackson did but either way i well, like them both you got a um uh, luke stoll says jd like the hobbit movies i like the first two i didn't i didn't care i like i like the first one the second third one i don't know i really don't feel like the hobbit should have been broken down into three movies i mean the book itself was one book i don't know i feel like they were stretching out a lot of bullshit to make it longer that it should have been and, and to make more money. I get why they did it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, dude, come on. I mean, your wiener's not that long. Stop stretching it out. Like, stop <laughs> stretching it. Like, yeah. you know, it's not going to hold up in court. <laughs> and so I feel like that's in like, that's written in the scrolls. Like, if you do a fantasy film, they've got to break it into six parts and make them all three hours long. The Lord of the Rings makes sense. Like, if you're just going to do the Lord of the Rings, that made sense because they're, yeah. they're huge ass books. Oh, dude. There's a lot about, of stuff in there. Talking about who can get it. Kate from Lost with Elf Ears. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. she can get it yep she yep. can get it my friends she can get it for sure uh but i mean you know what's funny about buffy though <laughs> speaking about kate from lost with ears and me wanting to bang her what's fun about buffy is uh it's not ever talked about amongst other vampire films it's not taken seriously no. as a vampire film at all i don't even think it was in our friday night fights uh which not mm -mm. obviously that doesn't constitute what's taken seriously as a vampire movie or not but when you talk Lost Boys and you talk all that other shit, nobody mentions Buffy. Yeah, I think it's because <clears throat> what happened with that movie was I thought Buffy the Vampire Slayer was an awesome, easily one of the better vampire movies out there. And plus, it was cool that Donald Sutherland was in it. And then you have Kiefer Sutherland that was in the Lost Boys. But um, I think what happened is that Sarah Michelle Gellar came along and the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show happened. And then it eclipsed what the movie had done in the early 90s. Because then people think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They think of like, oh my God, Angel and Sarah Michelle. Oh my God, Angel and Sarah Michelle Geller. Like they think of that. They think of those like, that's yeah. all they think about. So if you ask somebody on the street, hey, what do you think about Buffy the Vampire? It's like, oh, it's like I like Sarah Michelle Geller when she made out with that chick in Cruel Intentions, but I never watched the show. It's like, no, no, no I meant the movie. I don't even know. Did they make a movie? Like that's why they, I, I think it just yeah. was such a massive hit. It eclipsed it. That's true. And I think it's neither both like I don't think it's thought of as a 90s movie. I don't think it's thought of as a vampire movie. I don't even think it's thought of as a high school film. I think it's too much of everything and it just kind of got lost asunder. But I like it. I mean, I like it. I think <laughs> I think it I think it's 
it's the same reason why in a lot of ways like teen wolf i mean if you thought if you think about teen wolf i mean teen wolf is classic but in a lot of ways teen wolf was like a campy exercise around werewolves even though buffy's a little bit more serious it feels like in the same kind of vein yeah yeah i totally get that man i think that's the case on buffy for sure but uh hey what the fuck dude i just thought i saw the biggest fucking spider ever i almost shit my pants on, on screen right now <laughs> I swear to fuck. Uh, yeah, you'd be it. you'd be dead if you'd watch Lord of the Rings. You'd be like, oh yes, I used to be called Gandalf the Gray. I'm Gandalf the White. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had to go because you would have died and come back. <laughs> I I almost had to go wipe, dude. I almost fucking let a squeaky one out. <laughs> Just like right here. I was like, yeah, oh, your your new uh, your new mic would have picked that up. Yeah. All the nasty juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. clears throat> uh, but no, uh, you had to go. Oh, you like that freaking naughty? Real freaking naughty. Jeremy Blevins, thank you so much for the for the pick, man. Uh, Buffy, I was I was psyched to shit to watch that again. It's been fucking like probably ten years since I sat. There's an awesome choice. It. Awesome choice. Maybe twenty. Maybe twenty years because I'm fucking old, and so are you. We're getting real old, man. Man, everybody keeps on bringing cruel attention. Don't make me fucking watch that because I'll have to keep rewind. I almost broke my VHS tape. <clears throat> like, well, that that particular, she didn't suck no dick. <laughs> like, Mike's showing his expertise. Uh, no, I, I, uh, caffeine, dude. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you got that dick on your mind. You got them sweaty cocks all up in your brain. But no, uh, I was I'm working uh, on my only dude. That, I never trying to filter viewers into there. You know? yeah, there you go. Well, you got to do what you got to do. It's tough times out there. Mm -hmm. But uh, hey, man, I I remember on VH the cruel intentions. Actually, you know what? Besides that hot ass scene, which was amazingly hot. That movie's great. That movie's actually really good. You so got like Bittersweet Symphony. No, the movie. The movie's cool good. Tinges? I mean, cool the story. dope as fuck, dude. That's what I mean, yeah. That's a good movie. Ryan Fleepay's a dick in that. But there's not... I mean, there's... I'm he becomes you, a good guy. Honestly, dude, if, if if Pornhub doesn't like get out of this whole, like, it's nothing but I want to bang my stepsister stuff, then they're going to end up... They, they should make Cruel Intentions right now, the remake. They could fucking kill. Because the stuff between Felipe that, and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, shit was hot. And I'm not even I, in yeah, the I whole think, stepsister I, thing. I, I think that they... Uh, I think they they probably did do a porn parody. Whew. Yeah, but even that scene. It was called. Like, it was called. Uh, it was called Cruel Dictation. <laughs> she's like, you can put it any where you want. I was like, Jesus Christ, you're gonna I, give I, that up broke, to that Justin Timberlake looking motherfucker. I I I'd have broke right there. I'm like, I I know you Rose McGowan, not Rose McGowan, but what's her name? Uh, the girl that played his. Uh, the girl that he was interested in. What was her name? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. I, I was like, I know you Reese. I know you Reese Pieces. But I mean, that's too. Sarah Michelle Gellar, and she said I could put it anywhere. I'm sorry. Can yeah. you can you counter off her? Counter off. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole lot of for forbidden fruit going on in that movie, man. A whole lot. But even even so, like I know it was appealing to a lot of the the sexual fantasies that a lot of young guys had back then or whatever. But the movie, if you just watch the movie and just the storyline, it's fucking awesome. The, the story is amazing. Hey, it's really done well. Fucking Trish Murray sighting in here. I ain't seen you in forever, Trish. She says we need a '90s night part two. Fucking yeah, we do. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. We should have dressed like '90s. Well, I mean, this I guess Trish. I pretty much am. Yeah, I was gonna say like I even thought about that. I was like, we could like a, you know, a whole background. We could dress up like 90s. literally, like, we like both literally, basically dress like we're from the fucking '90s. My whole closet's literally full of button-up shirts that they wore like in 1994. It's not changed. I have a pair of Jinko somewhere. I I wish we fucking. I just want some surge. Surge is the. I thought they still thing. don't they still make that like in select they location. They do, but it's like fucking hard to find, and it tastes like shit because we're old. It's like when you turn on the radio, you're like, "What is this shit?" They yeah. they call a music we used to listen to fucking oldies now. 
It's oldies. It's not even like nineties. <clears throat> it's oldies. It's fucking embarrassing. It's awful. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never said, I've never heard anybody call it oldies to my face. But if I did, I either I'd die of a heart attack or someone would get throat punched. They fucking called mean. the uh, Goo Goo Dolls a classic rock band on live TV the other day. The Goo Goo Dolls were like at some Christmas parade or some stupid shit like that, playing fucking Iris or some dumb shit. And they were like, and now oh, classic rock band Goo Goo Dolls. And everybody like collectively online was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what would you yeah, if I had heard that, if I had heard that, that, that song, uh, Baby's Black Balloon Makes Me Fly. <laughs> I almost filled that hole. <laughs> that would be the depressing moment of my life. And I would hear that. I was like, what do you mean classic, bitch? Like that's still a new like dude. I swear when they say Goo Goo Dolls is that like any if it says classic, I always say, Oh, well, they just came out like three years ago. They're still relatively new. <laughs> to be fair, it was like one of the first compact discs I ever owned. You guys know what those are? Compact discs. We're all fucking old here, I think, probably. But yeah, no, I traded I traded a uh like a Pearl Jam CD for it on the bus. It was the the one Goo -Goo with the naked baby shit. on it. Not Nirvana. I know not Nirvana has a naked baby, but the Goo Goo Dolls had a naked baby too. Uh, back when they were sort of punkish. Skillin Jenner says Savage Guard. I love Savage Guard. Fucking I don't give God, fuck don't one. get him started. On I don't give fuck Savage. one. I God like Affirmation part. and the first album. A lot dick and balls. <laughs> Mike is describing everything he's ever wanted in one package. Uh, I was just describing music that I enjoyed. <laughs> Mike likes to listen to punk rock as he has goes down on a man in the alleyway. <laughs> You Nothing got any blink? Nothing wrong with that, buddy. I want, I want first date while I'm fucking some dick, please. You gotta hit the beats. <laughs> if I, yeah, if I did suck dick, I would, I would do it to the song. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, oh, it you're be, throwing me off. It, you gotta, yeah, you gotta it, go off beat, dude. You're throwing me off. It'd be Adam's song because you know that your life has come yeah. to this. Basketball Diaries Part Two. <laughs> I would, I wish we had a live show with like thousands of listeners because right now I'd be like, if you've ever sucked a dick. To Adam's song. You have to. Right now. I need to hear that fucking story. If we were showrunners on the Basketball Diaries TV show, I was like, you gotta throw in Adam's song when that part happens. <laughs> when he's trying to get his drugs and he's gonna suck a cock in the fucking like, stall. Please you gotta play Adam's mom, song. Mom, this is not... Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's that'd not be it. I spilled the apple juice in the hall. And then at the very end of the show, in the episode, it would be like a big text. It's like, have you reacted to Die By My Knife by the Merkins? <laughs> no, We're going to get to God's pearly gates. And he's like, react to Die By My Knife. <laughs> you didn't do it. You're oh, man. We, we, uh, we get, we, we, that, talking about Surge, we get so off topic. Like, it's like we drank like 16 bottles of Surge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. Uh, Rock we Music did, Forever said he still buys CDs. Uh, I would too if like it was economically viable. Like you know what I mean. Like I can't bring myself to spend money on CDs when I have Spotify. And I just listen wherever the fuck I want to. But I do miss. I, it. I think I, I think I'm just too lazy to, to get. Though you have to you have to pay a membership for Spotify though, right? Yeah, but it's like it's the key to like all the songs ever. It's like fourteen ninety. Yeah, I, I think it's just because I, I I I like I got YouTube now, so I just I listen to YouTube, so I doesn't I don't know I don't care. I yeah. can just list any song I want. The thing about CDs, though, I had this in my head when I was younger. I, I, I figured I would never stop buying CDs because I wanted to, like an awesome, badass Patrick Bateman collection of CDs. Like I wanted to, like a tower full of CDs. How yeah. cool when you pull out a CD and it's like got the case and it's got like sometimes it's got the lyrics on the inside. It was all it was cool, man. That's how I learned how to like a lot of uh, the songs. I would pull out the thing and had all the lyrics in it. That that shit used to be dope, dude. But now now the thing is like 
And it seems like a good idea because you're like, fuck, you can go to like a flea market, right? And you could just buy fuck tons of CDs. You can have that now. For like yeah. uh, maybe 150 bucks, you could probably have a Patrick Bateman type collection of CDs. But the problem with that is, is that now it doesn't look cool. Now it looks like you're a fucking hoarder. You know what I mean? Like, mm. just, I mean, I have a shit ton of VHSs and I think they look cool. But like, if I was like dating, which thank God I'm not, I brought a girl over and she's like, you fucking do you like buy storage spaces for a living like what is this I'd be like well no first off it's hip to be square come over here <laughs> let me show you this let me show you this look over here this is my cd collection uh i have a lot ranging I, they're alphabetical so don't touch they're alphabetical they're ranging from everything that you've got here you've got some soft blues and then you've got some rock and roll so get ready <laughs> what are you into <laughs> yeah yeah this song is called cumbersome too heavy, too light, too black, too white. What? Uh, oh, dude, do you remember those fucking uh, those magazines that you used to get where you could get like nine hundred thousand CDs for a penny? Oh, like Columbia, always used Columbia to, House. I always yeah, I, I used to. My parents would never let me. Yeah, I but, always got scared. I was I was always like, if I get this shit, I, I know there's gonna be a problem because I know it's it's too good to be true. Because you could get like tons of fucking CDs for a penny. I was like, this can't be real. Yeah. Even as a stupid kid, I was like, this is not real. I always like Publishers Clearinghouse. Dude, I would get those and I would sit down and I like, I guess we were so fucking broke. I would sit down and like circle the ones I wanted. <laughs> Knowing <laughs> I was never going to get them. Like, I'll have that one. Yeah. Need them. Got them. Got them. Need them. Yeah, I'll take that one. And I, I knew I wasn't going to fucking get one. But um, yeah. I, I had to buy singles. Like, I had to take change to Walmart and buy single cassettes. <laughs> That's how fucking old we are. I bought singles on cassette before. Brandy. The boy is mine. I think I had that one for some weird reason. That's a good that, that's TLC's a good song. Waterfalls. I think I had that one. I know Don't I had uh, those. Rat in a Cage. You'll drown. Smashing Pumpkins. I know I had that one for fucking sure, dude. Um, what should we uh, What should we go to next for our next uh, Oh, yeah. We film. should fucking move on. This will be fun. In between movies, we'll just have some 90s chit-chat. Chat-chit. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is next. Ten I love Things that one. I Hate About You. And this is for our, our buddy Killing Joke Batman. That's a fucking cool name. I hope it's your real name. Mm -hmm. It's but... not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it might be. Uh, we wasted the great movie. surprise on you. <laughs> hooters, hooters, hooters. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, you know, dude, it's one of those, I don't know. It's one of those movies. Uh, it's it's classic for me, but at the same time, I, I didn't remember a lot of it because it had been a long time since I've actually sat down and watched it. I love it. And if it's on TV or something, I'll definitely stop and watch a couple of scenes. But it's it's such it's a it's a really good movie. I mean, it's, it actually is a really sweet kind of film too. I mean, because you don't really expect it to go the way. I mean, I knew it was going to go that way, but I didn't know exactly if it was going to be Julia Stiles being the main um, focus of the film, as far as like she's the one that actually gets the guy that nobody thought was ever going to happen. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you kind of felt like if they had gone that route, it, if it was just th those focus, you've seen those a million times. Like Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt's kind of a geeky, nerdy guy, and then he makes up for it for showing his coolness. But the Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, I thought was pretty unique and cool, especially among those kind of movies. Yeah, man. I love this fucking movie. I love it a lot. And by the way, Killing Joke Batman said that this movie has both Joker and Batman in it. And it took me a second, and I was like, or no, both Joker and Robin in it. And I was like, holy fuck, it does, dude. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Heath Ledger. Rest in peace. Heath I just Ledger. don't go by it. <clears throat> Call me my middle name, Robin. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, uh, I, I actually, this movie's, you're right, it's different. It's not the typical 90s rom-com because it doesn't go the direction you're thinking it's going to go. You know what I mean? Like, you think yeah. it's going to be one way. It completely flips the script and ends up being about Julia Stiles and about Heath Ledger's character in the movie, which I liked a lot. Dude, I actually thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend 
was the funniest fucking part of that whole movie. He was. He said, "There's a dick on my face, isn't there?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. I thought he was the best part of the whole movie, dude. His lines. You I know, what he, he reminded me of gags. He reminded me of a young version, and I don't. I can't remember the guy's name. The dad from American Pie. Mm. Like he uh, looks like the young version of that guy, and even acts like him. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Ironically, tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. You remember in, in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? You know the the two white dudes who are like the alternate universe Harold and Kumars, mm-hmm. uh, the ones that are like uh, the the Jewish dudes. I think uh, they're sitting around and they go to their house and they're trying to watch Katie Holmes titties. Remember, they're trying to find the, the part of the movie that Katie Holmes shows her tits. I think that guy is the friend in this movie, which is ironic because we're doing Katie Holmes in this movie. But I just thought that was fucking crazy. Yeah, Eugene Levy was the guy you were talking about, by the way. Eugene the Levy, eyebrows. yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, no, man, I just I think this movie is kind of weird. That this the smaller characters are my favorite. The dad is fucking great, dude. I love the oh, dad God. so much. So man. good. That is totally gonna be me, dude. When my girls are older, a hundred percent. I was I, I was laughing my ass off when and he's like, "Do you know what that girl said to me?" After she gave birth, she's like, I'm a skanky hoe, and I shouldn't have, like, had sex with my boyfriend. He's like, after that. And she was like, no. He's like, she's like, I should have listened to my father. And he's like, no, she didn't. He's like, well, that's what she would have said if she wasn't on dope. And, like, or if she wasn't all doped up. And then I, I loved it when he mentioned Dawson's Creek. And he was like, I know what those kids at Dawson's River do. All sleeping in the bed together and necking. He makes them wear the, uh, he makes them wear, like, a 70-pound pregnant belly. Before they go out of the house, I love. I also guy. like, I also like the 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 coach of the of the girls' soccer team when he was like, "I'm confiscating this <laughs> and this." <laughs> yeah, dude. That's funny. I like. I, there's so many characters in this movie. And did you stay after the credits and see like all the behind the scenes shit that they did? They did. Some I, I, I I let it run a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I just was kind of digging the song. I want you to want me. I mean, it was a good cover. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, uh, oh, that was in the other movie. These fucking soundtracks are the best, dude. Uh, uh, my favorite. This one had a really good soundtrack. It does have a really good soundtrack. I'm actually gonna look up the playlist for that later. I just now thought about that, but uh, the flies got you where I want to on um, disturbing behavior. I think takes the cake for best song of this three. The That's whole a thing. good one. But no, uh, Julia Stiles. Like, I used to hate her. I don't. Why did we all hate Julia Stiles in the 2000s? She just had a bitch face. She had a bitchy face. She had a a, a true. When you say resting bitch face, she had it in spades. Like, just the way that she looked, you you thought if you told her, <clears throat> listen, I couldn't get you Starbucks, I could only get you Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And it's like, what in the fuck do you take me for? <laughs> yeah. A fool! I know there's a Starbucks that's serving the cappuccino that I desire, and you dare bring me a Dunkin' Donut? I'm like, yeah, well, that's all they've got. Like, you're fine! Like, it just kind of seems like that. Yeah. She was hot in Swim Fan, too, by the way. I but forgot that she was in Swim Fan. She does kind of have that. Like, I think she was. I think she was the '90s and like early 2000s version of uh, uh, Captain Marvel. She was on. No, she wasn't. Like, I think in real life, she wasn't like what Brie Larson is. Brie I Larson. really don't. I, I keep forgetting her name. Brie Larson was way. Brie Larson takes that shit a hundred. She Brie Larson seems like she's PMSing twenty four seven the way that she acts sometimes. I think that uh, she Julia Stiles was just misunderstood and or she didn't get the roles that she wanted because honestly what happened, it was actually funny that you bring it up because I was thinking to myself after watching that movie, Julia Stiles just kind of disappeared off the planet earth. Like she did mm-hmm. 10 things I had about you. Then she did uh save the last dance was with massive. She and did. then, uh, you know, she and swim fan. But, but if you think about, if you think of Julia Stiles 
in the 90s and her shit was like red hot like she was a hot actress you know not just that she was good looking but that she also was on fire as far as the roles but i think of 10 things i hate about you and save the last dance and then she just like disappeared into the night like i don't know what the fuck happened yeah, you didn't uh, have the style going on, Julia. By the way, I was totally fucking. <laughs> she wasn't a swim fan. <laughs> I told you she was. No, in... I didn't say that. Shit, that was fucking Erica Christensen. That's why I thought she was so hot in that movie because Erica Christensen. Actually I, 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 I was lying. I, I was. I, I was going to act like I told you. No, I didn't. I actually agreed with him. I thought. I mean, I thought she was too for a second. That's I one was, of those yeah, Mandela theory sorts of deals, dude. Right there. That's one of those Mandela theory. That's like I swear to God that was fucking Julia Stiles in that movie, dude. I swear to yeah. God. I swear to Christ, but no, man, Heath Ledger like was really he showed off some of his early charisma in this movie, and nobody yeah. probably took it seriously because it was like a rom com type movie. But I know he was supposed to be the badass, like crazy guy. Like we all had that guy that's like, man, I heard that he fucking like bit off someone's dick. It's like, why, why was someone's dick in his mouth? What I don't understand. Because <laughs> he was sucking it. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I heard he killed a guy. That's why he moved here late in the school year. You know what I mean? I think every school had like one of the, one or two of those guys, but uh, Heath Ledger was yeah. really good in this movie. I think that was an underrated performance. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well, he, like, he's charming and good in everything. Yeah, he was all right. I didn't mind Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but I, I think that it's overcast by like Heath Ledger is just a really good actor. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I was more interested in his character, even though I know the movie was basically about him and not necessarily Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was just more interested in his characters, his motivations, whether or not he was going to be like an actual good guy or be the douchebag henchman of this fucking you know underwear model he's like i have a hemorrhoid cream ad coming out the i know i know i know what you're thinking but, but look i know but it, it'll get me on there like i could actually do some real acting and you know i gotta be honest uh if that was mike and i we'd probably take the same fucking thing it's like you're gonna be in some hemorrhoid cream ads as oh, well yeah. as a viagra commercial I'm like and let's yeah. have that where do i sign but I, yeah dude, i i love the soundtrack i love the acting the chemistry between all the actors was really good and by the way the, the, uh, her sister bianca the only place i'd ever seen or remember her from when that movie came out was the secret world of alex mack do you remember that on nickelodeon the secret world yeah. of alex mack yeah I remember that, that was the I only place i remember that chick from that's it and i was like holy shit michael fair is right by the way we got to give julie styles some uh born identity respect she was in the born movies but she, she always yeah, just had, she was just uh, the yeah. girl in the room. Like when the guy's like, "My God, is that Jason Bourne?" She's like, "It was." <laughs> and then at some point, Jason Bourne shows up and like shoves her into a wall. It's like, "You fucking give me what I want." She's like, "Fine." And that's basically her role in those movies. Yeah, well, I mean, she was in it, but I mean, shit, there was a lot of you know extras that were in it too. But I'm not gonna give them style for it, or like credit for it. But either way, uh, also I could also you know, somebody pointed out the Omen that she was the mother in the Omen. But you know the yeah. the remake. That's true. It, too. But it wasn't really one of those movies that really stood out in my mind. If you think of Julia Stiles, you either think of Ten Things I Hate About You or Say the Last Dance. I mean, that's just the, the reality of it. Yeah, that's true. And I, I definitely think of Ten Things. I only watched Say the Last Dance one time, but it was uh, good. It's good. You're movie. right. She does have one of those. She has one of those weird careers. Like everybody knows her fucking face, though. When you see your fucking face, you're like, I fucking yeah. know that fucking face. Did you see Heath Ledger's pants, by the way, when he went into they're that leather. Uh, chick club. They're, they're like blue leather. They weren't even like real leather. They were like pleather. It's fucking weird. The motherfucker looked like he was going to be on on the uh, Netflix documentary, The Dirt. <laughs> not the documentary, but uh, the, the mockumentary. Motley Crue thing, yeah. <laughs> the Dirt. He, uh, I felt like Motley Crue walked through there. And he was like, <laughs> I know all of you girls want a good dickin', and I got the goods. Ready? Here I come. <laughs> 
but I, I don't know, man. By like, the way, I I don't understand it, dude. You're in Cal. He's in California. He's obviously a good looking guy. He's got long hair. He dresses like he doesn't give a fuck. He probably smells like like Marlboro and like cologne, and yeah. he's not getting no ass. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. If he went if he went to the high school that we went to, that motherfucker would be slaying. Yeah. He'd be he'd be slaying more than Santa Claus on Christmas. I think he was just banging older chicks and like Waffle House waitresses. You know what I mean? I think that's what was happening yeah. in real life. Because like and like he was like, I mean they all. Let's be honest, they all look way too old for uh, for high school, just like any other movie. But he looked well, the like, girl that the girl that played Bianca. Well, J- Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt and Bianca and his best friend look the age. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of the surrounding actors, but he looked like he did look a little bit older than everybody else. Like he's the guy that failed a couple times. We knew somebody like that, a guy who who failed like four times in a row and was like 22 years old, but he was like a huge bully at the school. And it's like, dude, you're only here because you're fucking stupid, you big lug. Uh, what was that thing? In, it was like that thing in Problem Child when he was like, because do you know who you're messing with? He's like, because I've been here for. He's like, no shit, you've been here since 1970. <laughs> 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 um, I don't remember what he. It was something like that, but yeah, he did look older than he should have. But either way, yeah, awesome man. movie. Yeah, I love this movie. Actually, I give this one. I give Ten Things I Hate About You an 8.5, dude. Like, there's not a whole lot you could say about it because it's just such a weird movie. But it's a weirdly watchable movie too. Like, it's got mm. it's got all the shit all these other movies have. There's you know they're funny. It's got some sweet stuff in it, some touching stuff. It's got uh, uh like you know the, the honest to god like the relationship between Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles is actually pretty well done. You know, it's actually I thought it was pretty well done. And then uh, uh, everybody keeps asking, no one. It's it's not my dog is playing with a squeaky toy. Okay, it's not a dildo. It's not a it's not a Mike's in. It's no big deal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, What's going on, Mike? What's going on on your end? Are you playing with your vibrator, Mike? Get it out of your ass. We got get it out of fucking there. Fucking it here, man. People are fucking. Now I knew I knew it was I knew it was Baxter. Baxter. <laughs> yeah, I was trying ba- ba- Buster. I was Buster. trying to fucking like I was trying to like uh, ignore it. It was pissing me off though. Now he's gonna whine at the door. <laughs> yeah, dude, go beat your beat your dog on fucking live stream. Bring him in front of the cameras. <laughs> this year he never does that shit again. <laughs> That's happened before, by the way. Have you seen that those videos? What? Like this one chick, I don't know who she was. Like she thought she turned her camera off. And like she goes and like her dog like Oh yeah, and yeah, like I did yeah. like beating the shit out of him. I was like, Oh, that's not good for you. Things are never yeah. gonna be the same again. Uh uh, Rye Guy 1988 says un- another underrated film and performance of Heath in A Night's Tale. Yeah, it- A Night's Tale's badass. Yeah, people love that movie. Heath Ledger was a great actor, it. man. It's a great, t- it's a great movie. Like honestly, I mean, I can I can't think of a single. Is there a single movie Heath Ledger's been in that's been bad? I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know what he did in his early career, so I have no idea. But I mean, every movie that I remember watching him in, he was good. Yeah, his career was obviously way too short, but I. Like I saw him in some movie, like some Western movie with like Naomi Watts in it. And I can't remember the name of it, but that was even fucking good. It was like nine mm-hmm. guns or some shit like that. I don't know. But uh, no, uh, Killing Joke Batman, thanks for picking an awesome movie. This is always a pleasure to watch. Like it doesn't stand out. I feel like people forget about it, but it's also one of those movies that if it's on, you could sit and watch it and time just fucking flies by. Like I didn't even yeah. look at my watch once. I just sat back and enjoyed the movie, and it was over for you. It's know? An e- yeah, it's an easy watch for sure, and yeah. and the and the soundtrack's great. Everything's great, and if you grew up in the '90s, as Mike and I did, it definitely brings you back to the day. Oh fuck yeah, <clears throat> Ned Kelly. Yeah, Ned Kelly, Robbie, that's the one. But yeah, no, and that's the thing, dude. Fucking school sucked. High school sucks shit, and this movie yeah. captures that a little bit. 
especially if you're not uh, the popular kid. High school really can fucking suck. And that this is one, yet another movie that does a really good job capturing that. But thanks for the choice, dude. That's a fucking awesome movie. You want to take you a pee-pee break, man? Yeah, let's go ahead and drain the lizards a little bit. Before we get to that last movie. And, uh, let's go ahead and do that. All right. We'll, we'll be right back, fellas. Y'all keep talking about the 90s. Talk about some good times you had. Talk about your lives, okay? Touch each other. I'm going to turn off the lights, and I want everybody to feel around for flesh, okay? All right. We'll be right back. And heads up, seven up, if the penis goes in your ear, okay? You're the all one. Right. Keep hints. That would hurt. I feel like that would be painful. That's a confusing experience I just had in the bathroom, son. <laughs> Let's go to the baseball game. Oh, man. So, this is the first time watched for me, actually. Disturbing behavior. Disturbing behavior. You never, you, you never had seen this? Never seen this, man. Uh, this is for our buddy, uh, Jamie Wright, by the way, who has requested this forever ago. It took us fucking forever to do this. I'm sorry about that, Jamie. But yeah. So good, this. man. It's so badass. We were going to do it during Halloween Horror Month. You remember that? And then mm-hmm. it just ended up on the list of shit we never got to because we just ended up with so much shit. But, I, dude, I never saw any of this movie before. I saw the cover a hundred times, but I never sat down and watched it. I never it's saw so... the curve either. It's just they kind of run The curve's together. good. The thing about disturbing behavior, it's 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 an amazing fucking flick. But the reason why I I think it gets overlooked a little bit is because it came out the same year as the faculty, and the faculty just had fucking everything. You know, it had it had a great cast, it had an amazing special effects team around it. But disturbing behavior, in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned, I like it a little bit better. I just do because it feels more like a, like an actual John Grisham like a crime novel, like it's like a thriller kind of uh, story. Versus where you look at the faculty and it's more special effects driven. It's got a better cast for sure, but it's more like over the top, like horror fantasy than disturbing behavior. Disturbing behavior feels more like an actual thing that I'm not saying it could happen, but I'm saying it's a possibility that some kind of whacked out crazy shit like this could have occurred at some point and been on Unsolved Mysteries. Dude, I totally, I totally get what you're saying there. And it's weird, too. Like, when you mention the faculty in this movie, they have so many parallels. All the way down to William Sadler versus yeah. Robert Patrick. They each had, like, an older, like, 80s. I don't want to say 80s actor, but you know what I mean. Like, Robert Patrick yeah, yeah. and William Sadler are kind of the same group, region. Yeah, they, they, go the, they go to the same bingo hall. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, and you've got the the cool lead. Like, they, there's a lot of parallels between those two movies, for sure, man. But... And they even have the same line. The, the line at the end where he's like, uh, Teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> like That song's even in uh, the was, uh, uh, You know, that if it had been delivered by any other actor, I think it would have come off as shit and it yeah. wouldn't have worked. But mm-hmm. William Sadler did such a good job delivering that line. By the way, Williams, you got to give some hands up for William Sadler, an underrated actor Ooh. in Hollywood, if there ever was one, 100%. Robert Patrick, also very underrated, but he's got the roles of a lifetime. I mean, uh, the Galleria... He was T-1000 forever and always. But I feel like William Sadler, even though he was death from Bill and Ted, Bogus Journey, and, you know, the bad guy in Die Hard 2, I feel like he's overlooked a shit ton. I don't know. I mean, he's such a great, great actor. And he was also in Face the Music, and he did great. I am Wild Stallions. Uh, But it it just – I feel like he's always overlooked, but he did such a phenomenal job. And this has got such a great twist to it as far as, like, what he is and what he – you know, the way that he's pretending. I don't know. It's so good. I'm with you. I, I I totally agree with you, man. And I think so. Again, this is the first time I've watched this. Uh, someone mentioned where you watch this. I had to rent it on Amazon Prime. Is that what you did too? Three ninety nine yep. Amazon Prime. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, dude, it's got this one feels maybe the 
No, I can't say that. It still feels really fucking 90s in it. Problems with the movie, though. What the fuck was Ethan Embry doing in the movie? Just to be like a fucking face that pops up on an old VHS like it's Cloverfield. Every once in a while, I was like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's he all could... I did. That's all he was... <laughs> he couldn't hardly... <laughs> he couldn't hardly out. wait. He couldn't hardly wait. <laughs> this came out the same year. Didn't Can't Hardly Wait come out like 1997 or 96? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't Because I, I think that this came out in 98 along with the faculty. So it almost feels like he just was like, hey, how much money you offer me? He's like, oh, a couple of grand. I'm like, I'll I'll go <laughs> on a fucking home video. <laughs> it really did it look like the Cloverfield tape that he kept rewinding and showing up on. But uh, I did read something interesting about this. Apparently, this movie, and by the way, the dude who directed this, Nick Nutter. Nick Nutter. Ah. Cheesy Chipotle Chalupa. It's not working. It's still, it's, it doesn't work. I don't know what it is. It's just still terrible. Cheesy Chipotle Chalupa. Uh, but, not, it sounds like you want to uh, sell me cheap-ass cologne at the mall. Hey, I don't no, believe your I'm accent. doing it right. You're the one that can't do it. I'm killing the accent. No, you're killing no, you're, you're killing the possibility of it ever being oh. sexy again. No, I, I'm just saying it wrong. What's the name of the fucking Taco Bell item? Chalupa. Could someone help me out here? That was in the stream the other night. Cheese chalupa. I don't fucking remember. cheesy chalupa cheetahs. Who fucking cares? Cheesy <laughs> triple C's. Fuck, I can't remember it. Shit. Fuck. Anyways, David Nutter. He was a uh, he was dude. He's fucking Game of Thrones, Sopranos, like every fucking TV show yeah. you've ever watched. This dude's worked with. This is one of the few movies he's actually directed. But he was so fucking pissed, dude. He had like a hundred and fifteen minute movie that they made, and the test audiences once again, like with Halloween, kept fucking it up, and the studio kept cutting it shorter and cutting it shorter. There's yeah. an, actually there's a fucking Snyder cut of this movie out there that nobody's ever seen before. I, I yeah, I see a couple of clips that they deleted. Yeah, it's like a yeah, fuck, he, yeah. It's a lot, lot longer, dude. Oh, Toasty Cheddar Chalupa. That's what it is. Toasty Cheddar Chalupa. I'm fucking nailing it, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm killing I don't it. think you are. I think I, that you want to believe that you are, but you're not. Cheesy Cheddar Chalupa. You sound, you sound like a guy that's pretending to be the Rolling Stones, but really no! you're just the stones that are rolling. That's the best accent <laughs> I've ever done in my life. Toasty Cheddar Chalupa. I'm fucking killing it, dude. You can't say different. But uh, no, you, there, you there's like, like a bad Cagney movie. You fucking, your your bomb's a bad fucking Cagney movie. Hey, Joshua, tap my dick and pop it in. <laughs> no more Sam and Patties for you, you fucking bitch nut. Don't you take that darkness from me. He says, uh, in honor of your review of 10 Things I Hate About You, which of these other high school 90s movies hold up in your opinion? Number one, She's All That. Number two, Can't Hardly Wait. Number five, Clueless. What? Number four, Drive Me Crazy. Uh, no to Drive Me Crazy. No to She's All That. Absolutely can't hardly wait. Absolutely clueless. Clueless. How how do you how, how do you feel about that, Jay? I don't know. Why don't you go suck on a toasted cheddar chalupa? Bitch? Toasted cheddar chalupa. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Uh, no, ah! I would say out of I would say honestly, all those really hold up except for drive me crazy. I mean, if you're going to talk about all of them, yeah, She's All That is like one of the classic Freddie Prince Jr. movies. Like, that's what people knew him from. I mean, other than Summer Catch. And then Can't Hardly Wait, huge. Clueless was massive. Uh, Drive Me Crazy, a lot of people forgot about that except for Clarissa. Like, I remember Clarissa Explains It All was in it, but other than that, I mean, it holds up. Drive Me Crazy, that's the one with the dude from Entourage holding up like a like a, like a a hairdryer, right? He oh, looked no, like a guy. Josh Hartnett. No, I don't know who he was. In Drive Me Crazy, it was the guy that looked like he could have been a part of like S Club Seven. I don't know. Like that's, he, that's the guy. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Greenier, I think it is. Mercurio eighty, thanks, buddy. Says, hey guys, today I got tested for COVID. Ew. Could Slender Man please tell me everything's going to be okay? 
<clears throat> so you got tested for COVID because you was out there. Hmm. What we going to do? Me know what me going to do. Me going to shove a pack in your nose. And you know what? It's all over. You gonna be just fine. You ain't guilty. Don't worry about. It. Calm yourself down. Calm your feelings. Go home. Have yourself some spaghetti off, and watch the Wheel of Fortune on the rerooms. All right. Don't think about tomorrow as a bad day. Think about tomorrow as an opportunity to be a good day. You have good nights, and don't you worry about no coronavirus. Only coronavirus you need to worry about is some beer. If you won't be. <laughs> that was good, man. I feel better, and I wasn't even worried about it. Like you made me feel better. Thank you. Uh, I, you know, the thing about disturbing behavior, though, I, I, you know, it, it, it drives me crazy, man, because if you <laughs> it drives me crazy. Uh, if, if you really think about it, <laughs> it I know it makes you feel clueless, it, like you can't hardly wait or something. Yeah, it really wasn't such a daddy dad joke kind of bullshit thing. But anyway, uh, I didn't really mean to do it on purpose. But what what is insane to me was that James Marston, again, I know we're not talking about the same movies here, but how much he was underused in Brian Singer's X-Men movie. He's such a good actor, man. Oh, yeah. He really is a great actor. And he's not only just a great actor in something like X-Men, he was a great actor in a thriller drama movie. Dude, which he was is good pretty in much fun what this is. He was good in fucking Sonic the Hedgehog as the Curious George character. I mean, he's Yeah, a good and by actor. the way, uh, by the way, Nick Stahl, which a lot of people don't like Nick Stahl. I don't know. I like Nick Stahl. Uh, I think it's because he always plays like kind of a greaso, like a greasy guy. I don't know. Like he just kind of seems like he smells like underarm pits and like, I don't know, vomit. He's perfect but, for this role, dude, because he kind of looks like the kid who tries to be badass, but everybody knows that he like lives in a big suburban house. You know what I mean? I, I remember, I, I think what really like, again, I don't, I like him. I think I watched bully. Do you remember that movie bully? Yeah. Yeah, he was in he, that. He, he like it's such a weird fucking movie, and he makes you feel old nasty after you watch that kind of flick because of how much of an asshole he was. But um, I, I thought he was great, man. I, I think he really is an underrated actor. Terminator Three sucked asshole. He was no John Connor. He's no Sharon Stone. No Sharon, no Sharon Stone. Stone, dude. You know he but beat he out was, he beat out Jake Gyllenhaal for that role in Terminator. That's insane. Fuck. How many? It just means how many dicks did you beat off, <laughs> not beat out? But uh, but yeah, he Rise was. Of the but machines. I like. It. <laughs> I like him though, man. Uh, and and uh, UV is also an awesome character. He goes, I gotta sell this, bud. I got like two customers left. If I don't sell, I'll be like the Seven Eleven guy, man. I like UV a lot. UV's cool. I don't know. I don't know what that kid's ever been in, but he was good in that stoner. Like I don't give a kind of fuck about anything. Role. He reminded me of the uh, Q-tip guy for me, myself, and Irene, the albino kid that like killed his parents. Oh yeah, yeah. Supposedly. He reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, it was weird, dude. Like, I think the weirdest part of that whole fucking movie, because it is a strange movie, dude. Like, you can tell, like, a studio chopped it to shit. I mean, you really can't. And it's still somehow enjoyable. And I think mm -hmm. a lot, large part of that is the 90s feel to it. For one, Flagpole Sitta, that scene was That's fucking awesome. dope. They, for no reason at all, like, they, they go into the window hospital, and that girl's like, what was this? She's like, come and see the pleasure animals resting in the wood forest. Oh, uh, uh, come see the, the magical butterflies that hide among the trees or something. Yeah, like that, that. Was I don't way know what... closer than what I fucking <clears throat> Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. I, was... I forgot what she was. I forgot her as quick as her daddy forgot her. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're in here, and then you're out. <laughs> Mine was more like a fucking porn script i was reading it's like come see the pleasure chest and all my from under bears dude uh, but the best part the best part is like i love when uv was like what's the capital of north dakota he's like how the fuck should i know he's like okay good. man you're cool get in <laughs> that's what i miss about the 90s too dude i miss when being a slacker was fucking cool 
Like, that's what we don't have anymore. That's what the fucking 2020s are missing, kids. Is like, back in these days, it was fucking cool to not give a shit and to want to lay around yeah. and just smoke weed all day and eat Funyuns. Today, you lose your fucking girlfriend for it. You lose your job. You lose everything. Maybe you did back then, too, but at least you were cool. Like, they made movies about you. Today, you're just a greasy piece of shit if you do that. But no, um... The soundtrack was good. That Flagpole Sitter scene was cool. Oh. They find that girl, and then for no reason, they just have a runaway scene, and Flagpole Sitter's playing. It's kind of cool. And Blood Red Skies also, he gave it to us. He's, oh. He gave it to us. Oh, thanks, thanks so much for the donation. He says, uh, meet the musical little creatures that hide among the flowers. Yeah. I also like the fact that Katie Holmes finally socked that bitch in the fucking face. I mean, thank God. For like uh, you know, like nurses that will go the extra effort. Like, listen, you're not getting any better. <laughs> if only someone would have done that to the fucking kid from uh, um... Babadook. 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 I don't. Even, yeah. Oh my god. Bam! Bitch, I, I, went I, down. I, Sid, super I, bitch. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm knocking that kid out. I think I'm taking that kid out, fucking hereditary style. Hey, stick your head out the window and scream at a at a fucking telephone pole. <laughs> you're allergic oh. to peanuts. Here, have some. Oh cake. shit! Have this fucking. Ride. Have this payday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we're probably that's we're going to hell for that. I'm kidding, but uh, yeah, it, it was annoying. But I, you know, and and the, the the main bad guy in it, um, the doctor, I liked him. He, you know, he kind of reminded me though, like he kind of reminded me of evil version of Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark. That guy's really fucking good. He was in. Um, I think he's great. Yeah. He was in like Jag or some shit like that. I think he is Jag. Is he like Nash Bridges or some shit? I don't know. But uh, he has that fucking Nash, face. I think he's Nash Bridges. I think he might be Nash Bridges. He looks like Tom Skerritt's fucking cousin. He was also in a uh, uh, damn dude. Fuck Gerald's game. He was in Gerald's game. He was the guy. Yeah, oh that, yeah, like, yeah. He was wanted to get real freaking naughty with his wife in the bed. That was him. He's I was like. I, I love James. I love James Marsden's response to him though. And he was like, "Is this the way that you really want to feel?" He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and then he punches. <laughs> it's like that's so good that's That's so good that's exactly what happens when you're when your new stepdad tries to fucking lay down laws for the first time i was like now you really should respect your mother shut the fuck up rodney (laughs) i think it's so dad yeah man i I, again it's it's such an underrated film it really is and i and again i think it's because it came in the shadow of the faculty the faculty was so massive it had so many great actors and actresses and i mean you're talking about it had fucking um elijah wood uh, Josh Hartnett, F- uh, Femik Jensen, Robert Patrick. It had like everybody in that it didn't motherfucker. Have like Jensen in it. Yeah, it did the girl for Jean Grey? She was the she was the teacher that was like all timid and shit. And then he like kept on trying to harass her, and then she got all sexy. Oh, you're talking about faculty? I, I thought. Yeah, I I thought that, about, okay, yeah, I got you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cum juice is a lot in your eardrums. I got. But no, it, I like it when they it, put it in it, and I, I just can't yeah. help it. But it makes it hard. No, to no, no like I, I was saying it was overshadowed. That's why disturbing behavior. I don't think is remembered as fondly as the faculty. I got you. Yeah. No, I get that. But uh, is which one do you? Delete one from history. Which one do you delete? Disturbing behavior. I mean, or, I, 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 no, I, I'm going to go with disturbing behavior. I, I liked it a lot, man. I I, I like that more. I, can't I, I might be. In a world I know I'm. In, I know I'm in the minority. Jack you up. I gotta have that. No, it's it's so good. But it, the reason, like, if I looked at the two movies together, and again, I love the faculty. I think it's an awesome movie. But if I look at the two movies together, the faculty is so Hollywoodized. It, it, there's so many special effects. And shit like that. They're and again, better actors. But I feel like disturbing behavior is like almost like a true crime kind of fucking reenactment. Like it almost feels 
a lot more thrillerish rather than horror. You know what yeah. I mean? I I, I kind of dug it for that reason. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I get that. It kind of had a conspiracy theory vibe to it too with that beginning. Mm-hmm. That, by the way, how long's the fucking opening of that shit? Jesus Christ! It's a long. Dude, imagine imagine the doctor being fucking or or, or uh yeah. Well, the doctor being uh Mel Gibson. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. But Tom Skerritt's cousin did a really good job, too. By the way, that's one of the worst movie mustaches I've ever fucking seen on that dude. That thing was like, did you see that dude's mustache? It was awful. Like, that yeah. guy should not try the mustache again. Jag yeah. or Nash Bridges or whatever the fucking old. It wasn't working for him. Old dude show that he was doing. But no, I mean, the movie's like, it's not scary. Obviously, it's not scary at all. Like, zero no. scares. Not a single fucking. The, 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 well, the scariest thing about it is when that guy was fucking doing the floss. Allah! When he was doing the floss in the in the mental asylum and it was blood coming out. When he, yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> they had the worst, they had what, like the worst uh, uh, representation of what a mental asylum would be like since like Freddy vs. Jason. Because they just mm. walk into a room and it's like a ba- like it's a basketball court or something. It's like they walk into this room and every guy, it's like they just told him, like, hey man, and just do whatever you think a crazy person would do. So every person they would come to, they'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Every time they would walk up to a person, they'd be like, take it, that I think, I, yeah, it actually looked like, it looked like some shit from a Penhurst Asylum or something where they were just like letting them do whatever. I'm like, you know, I know that it was, you know, it was 1998, but for fuck's sake, they would never have gotten away with that. I, I wouldn't imagine. Like there would be like boards that would come in and investigate, and they're basically letting these motherfuckers shit on the walls and write hieroglyphics. They don't give a shit. Like it would never have lasted. Yeah. You, you notice that? Did you notice that the the lighting in that asylum kind of looked like um, the same in um, House on Haunted Hill? Just the way that the light looked, like yeah. it was like that dark brown, yellowish kind of like eerie kind of thing. I so they were that. going for that. I was like, but that shit don't work no more. <laughs> They're not going to get away with it. Yeah. I did, I, I actually like the setting a lot, though. That Cape Cod or whatever. It was almost like the setting from uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. But mm-hmm. uh, that like I, I, it was a cool setting. I really liked that for a horror movie. And actually, I will take that back. The one thing that was kind of scary for me was uh, the scene where he goes home to his parents. And like, because yeah. I don't think anybody as a teenager like really trusts their parents. I think we all had like our own reservations about what our parents were doing. But he goes home and he finds out that his mom and dad sold him out. Maybe this is my uh, abandonment issues or whatever, but that part freaks me out a lot. Like you go home and it's like, you're supposed to be safe. And then your parents like, no, here's fucking Patrick Swayze from Donnie Darko over in the corner here. And he's going to take you into his weird fucko club. And then like he Mm. turns around and then when they try to go outside and all the, all the fucking weird, um, uh, Letterman dudes are all standing out there. The waiting blue, for him. the blue ribbons. Yeah, that part kind of creeped me out a bit. That was that was actually. Don't you want to fucking do a bake sale, bitch? Come on <laughs> over here and join the blue ribbons and have a fucking shake. <laughs> Come get some no bite peanut butter cookies. Yeah, man, I, I thought I thought it was an amazing movie. I really did. Uh, I, and you know, honestly, I think it's a very underrated James Marston performance as well as a uh, Nick Stahl performance. Katie Holmes rocked it. I mean, Katie Holmes would rock it. She was already experienced at that point. Dawson's Creek was going strong in 1998, so that's what I think they were banking on that movie doing really well because they were going to put God, uh, you know Katie Holmes in some hot topic clothes, and she's going to have that badass "I fucking hate you, but I want to have sex with you" attitude, and that's a good thing. That's I a good thing. It. And they thought that was going to bring in the audience, but unfortunately, the faculty brought in uh, their own hotness in uh, Femike, Femike, whatever. Femke yeah, hot. Oh my god, guys! One of the hottest gene grades of all time. But anyway, uh, and Sam Hayek was in that movie too. I mean, you're talking about oh, yeah. the faculty, insane amounts of, of of talent. But dude, overall, like, I, 
like again, I've watched the faculty a hundred million times. Disturbing behavior. I just enjoy it more for, for whatever reason. I really do feel like it's one of those movies that, again, it's overlooked and people will. You got something to do, bitch. <laughs> like you're going. Huh? You were doing oh, it's this. My pen. It's my pen. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you could uh, hear that. Uh, but I, I feel yeah, like it's one of those mother. movies that is. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Really. Uh, you you're gonna fuck an eighty nine year old. Hey, me, you and I are talking about two different kinds of salmon patties, my friend. Jesus oh, Christ, I, what I, a nasty motherfucker this is! I'm sorry. Exposed on TMZ. <laughs> I like it. Jesus Christ, you might want to take a fucking minute off of scotch, there, sir. <laughs> no, I I, I just think it's overlooked. Over. Yeah, I just think it's overlooked. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I I I, I didn't call it. I won't think, say it's great. I think too much interference by the studios probably mess with it, but it was it was an enjoyable movie to watch. I actually thought it's one of those movies that the studio editing both fucked it up and made it more entertaining. Because, like, in the middle of the movie, yeah. like I said, you just got, like, a PJ Harvey music video out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, it, it manages to keep your attention pretty well. Really easy movie to watch. And, again, The Fly's Got You Where I Want To is a great song. But I think the weirdest part of the whole movie, though, is when he goes to the school and they try to do the clueless thing. Like, uh, what's the dude's name that you like from Terminator? Nick, Nick Stoll? Yeah. He tries to, like, that's like his big chewing the scenery moment. And he's like, what you got over here is you got your nerds, and you got your skis bags, and then you got them over there. And he's literally trying to do the clueless thing that so many of these movies did. But he was so weird. Like, his dialogue was so fucking weird in that. Like, it was like, it was like a Tarantino, like, 20-minute scene. And there's, like, a couple of those scenes in this movie that make it a little bit weirder than your typical just throwaway 90s thriller. I liked it, actually. I'm going to give it a 7. It was not great, but I still give it a 7. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. I, I like really enjoyed it a lot. I thought the soundtrack was great. I thought all the acting was really good, well done. I think it's more scary and believable, in my opinion. I know that they're both kind of fucking crazy, but the faculty versus disturbing behavior, you have fucking aliens coming down doing the body snatchers thing in the faculty, or you have a town that's obsessed with the idea of perfect little teenagers like contacting a crazy man that maybe has a program that works a hypnotic mm. kind of thing brainwashing and i just say scientology or whatever i'm like yeah that actually could fuck i don't know i mean I, i've been playing cyberpunk 2077 who the fuck knows what they're doing <laughs> up there I, I i think it's one of those films that they could honestly uh do a, uh, that you could relate that a lot more to real life but anyway uh, i just felt like a little bit more enjoyable even though i like the faculty so give, you know, eight. give me just one sec man sorry okay But then again, the same thing. You guys, <laughs> the faculty is good though, so <laughs> it's not bad. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not a hater on the faculty. I don't want people to think like, oh, well, Jay fucking hates. I love the faculty. I just think that overall, like, I I, I kind of enjoy disturbing behavior a little bit better. And and, I, and God damn it, someone's got to march the flag up and down the street for James Marston. Okay, he got fucked over when he was Cyclops, he never got the appropriate amount of time as Cyclops. And I just got, I feel like I got a, I got a simp for him. Okay. Yeah. He did get dicked. He got dicked in all the wrong ways. Hey, somebody with a really cool name just gave a really sweet super chat. Thank you very much for that. Sh Shackady Carson. That is a cool ass name. I like that. I like that a lot. What's it? What's the, what is the name? Shakody? 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 Shakody Carson. 
That's Cody Carson. Shakoti. That sounds like a place that 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 sounds like a place they opened up on the strip in Vegas that you everybody's got to go to a club in Vegas. Shakoti Carson, come over here. I'm digging that idea. There's been a bunch of talk in the chat, by the way, tonight about having you drink good beer again. So, what we could do is Wednesday, (coughs) you should just have April just pick you up a random uh, beer that's going to make you throw up. And then uh, we well, can that's just not let, good beer. I think that I think that's no, the opposite of good. I think that means you'll vomit. That's let, not good. Let me know what it is, and I'll buy some, and then we'll try it together. We should do that. By the way, I have some really fucking hot noodles that we need to eat together on camera soon. Like twice as hot as the last ones we had. But anyway, going back to the review, what'd you give it? An eight. An eight. I gave it a seven. Uh, still liked it. Enjoyed it a lot. The Flies got you where I want to. Is an amazing soundtrack song, by the way. I'm hoping to hear that in Scream Five or Scream. <laughs> God damn, uh, Scillian Shatner is killing that bra. It's like Gene Gray can get my Cyclops, bro. For sure, bro. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but her as has uh, Gene Gray or her as the villain in Goldeneye? That's a hard one. I, I'm going to go with the villain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the villain in, in, in Goldeneye. Me if too. you can tame her. If you can yeah. tame her, she's yeah. amazing. But she could fucking kill you. Yeah, I just want That's you to scare problem. me a little bit. Just scare me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't put me in the hospital. Just scare but me. But then again, because if you're trying to have sex with Jean Grey, she could have a bad dream and, and literally crush your cock mm-hmm. into paste. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Like, die. what if she's having it? What if she's having an orgasm and has like some kind of telepathic, telekinetic, you know, mind crazy thing, and then crush your dick like a in a vice? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to die for it. I just want to. I just want to be put through a little bit of pain. Uh, oh, Mercutio, Avi, thank you so much. There's. Not wrong with Michelob Ultra. I appreciate that. It is the superior light beer. That is what I've been drinking. Yeah. Appreciate you. Hey, I got to get on the Michelob Ultra train too, man. Trying to cut the weight. Trying to lose some pounds. I thought, yeah, well, you, well, you on it. Yeah, I was drinking a little bit, but I was drinking a lot too much. <laughs> Holy Didn't shit. Didn't fucking help at all. Didn't Holy help. fuck. Hold. What? What happened? Did you find your wiener? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, I did. Show me. I did. It was in, it was in your mouth. Kevin Williams with the You're $200. Oh. Hey guys, glad to be off work tonight to be here. Speaking of 90s, what do you think about Flatliners? Love you guys. Holy shit, Kevin, man. Thank you so much. Kevin! Uh, you I would imagine... Uh, get that going. Get that going, get everybody. That's a wild man right there. Get up! Um, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, Kevin, man, yeah. I, I assume you're talking about the original Flatliners. Uh, we both think it's amazing. I, I thought... I mean, it, it, like, I don't even know why you needed to remake that movie. I mean, you had Keeper Sutherland and you had Oliver Platt. You had William Baldwin. I think Mike had already mentioned that. And then you had Julia Roberts. They all played their parts amazing. That is one of the best movies out there. And, and Kevin Bacon, of course. And then they remade it and they just took a dump in your mouth. Like, I, I don't know. the the, the re- I, do, I actually went, I went ahead it? and watched the remake. Yeah. Oh, what was that like? Fucking, t- I, I flatlined. <laughs> <laughs> I flatlined you while I watched it. didn't anyone to bring you back. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want to go. Like, yeah, I flatlined and, and stayed dead for seven minutes. Uh, a terrible movie. Uh, yeah, I love Flatliners, man. Uh, yeah, dude, it's a fucking great movie. It's 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 a movie only Joel Schumacher could have done. We talked about it earlier. William Baldwin got some some ass in that movie, and then an amazing cast, man, an amazing cast, a Lost Boys type fucking cast. As much as everybody loves Lost Boys, not enough people talk about the cast mm. in. Flatliners. It's a that's a fantastic movie, man. Weird. It's one of the Did most you, goth movies <clears throat> ever, dude. It's just so goth, like the yeah. pure goth, fucking like techno goth, like industrial goth. I want to say, steampunk. Yeah, yeah. It feels like if you're going to a Renaissance fair, like that was steampunk, like themed, they would have this on the big screen. 
Yeah. At the end of the night. I just wish did the bad get, guy did, wasn't did a fucking little kid in their dreams. You know, I wish the bad guy was more scary. And I thought that movie could have even been better. You know what? Did you ever get scared when you watched that movie with William Baldwin, though, when all those flashes, the women that he'd had sex with were coming, like, were in his apartment? That fucking scared me. You know, I was like, I was like, all was dark. And he was like, I was like, holy shit, do I owe child support? What the fuck is this? You just showed up at my house unannounced. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's like Scream was for so many people. It's like it, that's actually scary because it could actually happen. You know, it's not like Michael Myers. That shit could happen to you if you're not careful. Yeah, that really good. Don't mess around with. Uh, thank you so much, man. I don't know what to say about that. Thank you. Brother. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, Brennan Nix, thank you too, man. Really appreciate that. He says, I feel something special going on in my pants every time I see you guys live. Like, God damn. But for real, you guys are awesome and make my day. Keep it up. Thank you, Brennan. You keep it up, you fuckeroni fuckeroo. We love you, man. What Thanks. a sexy being that is. Jesus Christ. Got to look his name up and see sexy in the dictionary. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Ray Gun 1988 does say Young Guns 2 90s film. Yeah, it was. I didn't like Young Guns too. I like Young Guns a lot. I think Young Guns is an amazing movie. I don't think that's 90s, though. I think that's late 80s. But Young Guns 2 is all right, but it's not Young Guns. I don't know. I, I never got too much into either of them, to be honest with you. But good cast, though. It's an amazing cast. Mm. Um, did we give our ratings for disturbing behavior? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We yeah, but eight and a seven. I do got to mm. thank, thank Jamie Wright for that, man. Awesome fucking dude. Amazing guy. Uh, thank you so much, man, for everything that you do. Uh, we're proud to call you our friend as well as a Patreon. And excellent me, uh, choice. Yeah, amazing. Uh, let me throw some at you. And see how you, you, I know you probably are heard about it, but uh, let's see what you think. Put it in. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jane directing possibly John Bernthal in a Punisher movie. Thomas Jane directing yeah. John Bernthal? Yes. Yes, now you come to my side. Yes. I have no problem with, but I'd rather yeah. just see Thomas Jane in the fucking role. I know, but there, there literally is a rumor going around that Thomas Jane wants to direct John Bernthal as the Punisher in a Marvel movie. And you know what? He directed, I don't know if he directed Dirty Laundry, but I feel like he did. And if that's the case, let's have that happen. I don't know, dude. I feel like that would be fucking too awkward. Because, like, what if Thomas Shane's like, no, man. What you need to do is you need to kick down the door like this and you need to make this face. And then John Bernthal's like, I was a better fucking Punisher than you are. I'm not saying he was. But maybe John Bernthal feels like he was. And then you have a fucking awkward thing where Thomas Shane's, like, trying to tell him what to do. And he's like, I was better than you, so I should fucking tell you what to do. I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I think that Thomas Shane is, like, he's pretty much figured out that he's too old now to play Punisher. And I think that he knows that John Bernthal did such a phenomenal job on the Netflix series. I would love it. I think that Thomas Jane, he loved the character. He loved it so much that he funded the, the dirty laundry thing on YouTube. Yeah. And, and the fact that he, I would be on board with that hundred percent. If Marvel would just let go a little bit and let them make a rated R Punisher movie. And yeah. he was the director of it. I think it'd be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what he's, if he's what his directing career is like. I think, what I think, dude, is I think he should just say fuck Marvel. And I think he should get up with those dudes that did Dirty Laundry. Don't call it the Punisher. You know, you can change the skull just a little bit, you know, so mm. it's not copyright. And then I think he should fucking do a, a, a Cobra Kai type YouTube series about a vigilante with guns whose whole family's died. That's what they should fucking do. Well, I mean, you could do call that. It the but Punisher. It's, it's kinda, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, you, know, you could just call it Dirty the, Laundry. The, Honestly, you could keep that name yeah, and make a fucking series out of it call it the sunshiner uh but i don't i don't know man it's one of those things with thomas shane though i think that he really does enjoy the character and i don't think he wants to let it go i i think because other like i said the, the dirty laundry youtube video is, is proof of that 
Yeah. John Berthold loves the character as well. I feel like Marvel might consider it depending because they've already approved uh, the aliens thing on FX, like with 20th century, they might be like, Hey, you know, okay. Okay. We're not going to ever put you in an MCU movie, yeah, which, yeah. which I mean, I, well, if Punisher ever showed up alongside Captain America, it would be cool for like dramatic reasons, but it would never make sense. Like yeah. the Punisher would never be running alongside the Avengers to take down like, you know, Ultron. Yeah, or I would love to see him team up with Daredevil and like uh, and like a and like a film or something though. Uh, Vanessa, I actually agree with Vanessa a whole lot on this one. She says, "Man, I don't understand Bernthal's acting. It's like one note in every role." Now, I did I did think he had some levels mm. to his Punisher, but for the most part, and I think this honestly goes back to me not liking him banging his best friend's girl from the in The Walking Dead. I'll always have a problem with that. But uh, even though it's not the actor's fault at all, but I, I do kind of think Bernthal's just to me is a little overrated. I've never been as into him as it seems like everybody else is. You know, I think he had the uh, he, best. I think he had the best story. I think he had the best role. I think he had the best opportunity of any of the Punishers to be a great Punisher. And I think he sees that opportunity. But I think I would take Jane any day over over Bernthal. Just yeah, me. Thomas Jane, I think, is the best Punisher that like has ever been on film. But I think that John Bernthal is like head and tails above the guy from Warzone, even though Warzone was that guy more can't accurate. Talk, right? Was, well, yeah, more accurate. John Bernthal, I'm not going to blame the motherfucker for why he did in Walking Dead as Shane. I mean, yeah, he was a piece of shit for what he did. But John Bernthal, I think he fucking like that, like he brought like a, a sensibility to the Punisher over the 10 episodes or 12 episodes that they had on the Netflix series that you hadn't really seen. Then, like, yeah, the Punisher's a badass, like he's supposed to be, but he was able to explore that a lot more than Thomas Jane was in the, yeah. the movie. And like what it's I mean, you 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 literally watched your fucking wife and your kids get murdered. And I, I think that that's what I think that John Bernthal is able to portray that and convey that to the audience in a way, maybe because of his work on The Walking Dead, like the dramatic role that he did. Yeah. That he was able to convey that in a way that that works. I love John Bernthal, dude. I think that John Bernthal, honestly, next to Thomas Shane, is the best Punisher they could get. And I, and I wish that it had been Carl Urban, and I wish that Thomas Shane had been given another movie. But I'll I'll take John Bernthal over any, like whatever's left. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would take him. <laughs> I like what uh, uh, Skill said. Bernthal does have one gear: winning. That's right, he does. Hey, J.D., thank you so much, man. That's a fucking badass little super chat right there. I like what you did there with that fucking super chat. He says, uh, uh, a 90s wham stream. Yes, please. The 90s brought me into horror. Love y'all. Lighting one for you sexy boys. I hope there's not drugs in that. You could get addicted. And if there is, blow it through the camera so we can smell it, but we won't have to smoke it. Let me get a straw. (laughs) Oh, those are illegal now. More legal Let's do those shotgun blasts. (laughs) Man, that is a sexual thing, by the way. Guys, I don't know if anybody's ever had this done before, but if you're smoking dope around people and some guy like goes to give your girl a shotgun, which is what they call it a shotgun, which when you take it, you better better step up. Yeah, you take a big hit and then you get real close to her lips. Oh, man. Blow it in it. That's a sexual thing. That's like Marcellus Wallace uh, throwing that dude off a roof for giving his wife a foot rub. You give yeah. my girlfriend, my wife, uh, a shotgun, throw you off a roof. He gonna shug night your ass if you go, <laughs> if you go, at, if you go to my girl or anybody like anybody girl, and you like, I'm gonna shotgun you with this. You shook knock them off a fucking balcony. That's just the way that it go. Yeah, buddy. Hey, look at Thor's face, dude. Like he, this is his. I gotta go to the bathroom. Face. It's like fuck, attack me, bitch. 
He's like, take me to the bathroom. I think that, I think that's the face that anybody looks when they're just like randomly finding our video. And like, <laughs> no, it's this is what they look. No, 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 this is how they look. Do look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he took off running. Rygun eighty eight says, um, "Batman versus Predator versus Punisher." Um, that'd be a, I mean, that'd be an all right movie, but I, I really wouldn't want to see it because you're crossing too many dimensions here. Okay, uh, take the Aya Agamotto back to Doctor Strange. You shouldn't be here right now. I, I, I would love to see. I, I think one of the coolest movies ever, hands down, one of the coolest moves ever that Marvel could do, and they'll never do it. You'll never see it, but a true. A true, a true comic book adaptation on film: Wolverine versus the Hulk, rated R, or Wolverine versus Punisher, rated R. You'll never see that, baby. That's what I want. That's all I want in life is Wolverine versus the Punisher. That's all I fucking want. Do it before I die. That's my favorite comic book series. Imagine of all if time. they got fucking Next Thomas week. Jane and Hugh Jackman back to do that. Like a one, like a one-off. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, of course, at the end of that, Punisher ends up just being a robot. Yeah. Well, I, fucking I, goes I, 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 shit, and then he's a robot. I'd want it to be real. I, I'd rather it be real. I mean, in reality, Punisher would lose. I mean, I get that. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I mean, it would be a great fight. Yeah, but then, like at the end of it, Punisher didn't have to die because it was just a fucking robot. But it was like a to scale calculation actually punisher as a robot makes no fucking sense to me at all because punisher's built on emotion you know like he's just a human being but like batman he has a dark past and that pushes him forward to make him almost superhuman um with just his will to fucking do shit oh shit well that guy's right uh skillium or skillium says wolverine versus inbred hawks that that would be interesting that's from the old man hawk uh comic book series yeah dude in the old man Hulk comic book series, or the old man Logan, I'm sorry, the old man Logan comic book series, Hulk fucks Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, okay? Because he goes fucking crazy. He fucks his own cousin, and they have a bunch of inbred children. Damn. And then, uh, yeah, Wolverine had given That's up dark. violence. Yeah, he he's given up violence for a while, but then eventually it brings him in to conflict with the Hulk, and yeah. they fight. And, dude, the Hulk fucking swallows Wolverine. Like, he bites him in half and swallows him. And Wolverine, like adamantiums through his fucking gut and kills the hulk i gotta i gotta buy that graphic no dude i was like yeah i was like uh can we get this at marvel now oh uh, oh yeah i forgot they're owned by disney we can't <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're never gonna see that on screen for marvel uh, yeah uh you can't go you're fine <laughs> <laughs> you lost the scholarship you can't go jd thank you buddy he says uh my life would be complete with an r-rated wolverine versus hawk you just said that my bad i did not mean to cut you off there uh, i, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Uh, Brennan Nix, thanks, buddy. Says also can't wait to hopefully meet you guys at Scarefest. Was looking forward to it this year, and COVID ruined it. Like Jason ruining it, a nice good sex scene. Jason is bad about that. He will ruin some titty fair yep. um, for everyone involved. But now, I, what do you think? What do you think, bets, bets? Uh, without us talking about COVID at all, because I promise we won't have a conversation again. Uh, you think you think there'll be a Scarefest next October? Think, think we have one? No, I don't. <laughs> Bernie said, "I like to party with my peats." You don't uh, think yeah, so? I, 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 yeah. Look, I, I don't. I, you know, again, I don't want to bring up the the blowvid shit yeah. uh, over and over again because I feel like we bring that up every stream. Yeah. I, I, I just I don't feel like it's gonna happen. But okay. and, you know, I could be wrong. Fair enough. But 
Fair enough. Uh, but if it, if it does, then everything's settle. Settle. Then I can't wait to fucking meet you guys, too. It's going to be a bad Me and Mike time. are going to look like Bishop and Cable from the X-Men. <laughs> We're going to have, like, tattered, like, red things on us and shit, like, broken up uniforms coming out. <laughs> yeah, and not just that, but when all this shit's over with, we plan on uh, uh, going around to different traveling a little bit yeah doing a little travel time with you guys to meet a bunch of you so i think that I think that means that me and mike will be in the car with each other for like hours yeah a lot of a lot of roadhead going a lot on. of yeah i was gonna say roadhead for sure lot, i mean you gotta you gotta do something a lot, lot of beef and then jerky. mike will be there too <laughs> a lot of beef jerky going on in that one uh, kevin williams dude thank you so fucking much man i don't know what to say thank you so much dude uh Really appreciate that. He says, hey, speaking of Marvel, why do you think Iron Man hardly struggled with the Infinity Gauntlet on an endgame while even Thanos and the Hulk both looked like they were taking a massive dump? <laughs> why do you think it didn't do much to Stark? Well, I I, I think that's because um, I think it did hurt. I, I You know, I, I actually just watched Endgame, um, like, a, like, I don't know, last week. And uh, I think it did it did hurt when, when, when the, when the stones lined up on his hand and he was getting ready to snap and he was like, I am Iron Man, which is a badass scene, by the way. I think that <clears throat> everything that he was, was like coming out of him. Like, I, I feel like that was like the moment that he connected on a level that human beings aren't supposed to, you know, he was one with the universe in a way. And uh, I think it, I, I think it did hurt him a lot. I think that it affected him, but he was able to fight through. I think what the, the, the gauntlet, the gauntlet itself, it's not about the power that's coursing through your your body. I think it's the the the, the uh, spirit or the will that it, it measures. And I think that Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Tony Stark in that he had more will and more uh, you know strength of that uh, spirit than uh, Hulk or Thanos. And also, by the way, Thanos himself he never he can't possess or control power according to the comic books because he always wants to be defeated because he knows he's not worthy of the power and, and and iron man wasn't doing it for any selfish reasons necessarily thanos was doing it for selfish reasons hulk in his own hulk always doubted himself robert downey jr or like tony stark had an idea and that was it like that he he knew he, he knew he wouldn't survive and i think that it was willpower that that made him like that uh that was that was a good fucking answer yo that's better than anything i got <laughs> yeah i'm gonna put it on tmz <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. I never thought about it that way. That's fucking. That's a good answer, dude. That's a good fucking answer, bro. Y'all got me doing the bruh thing now. Fucking. Jenner says Pepper Potts can get it. Pepper get Potts scoop. can get it, bro. <laughs> oh God damn, Skillop. Katie you Holmes got goop. can get it, bro. By the way, Katie Holmes not that hot in disturbing behavior. <laughs> but overall, <laughs> she's got kind of a face. You know what I mean? Like I don't know where the bathroom is. I don't know. <laughs> She's all right. I, yeah. I never, I never thought she was. You know what? She, she reminded me of like a really cute girl that you would go to high school with, but, but she was like in band or something. Yeah, she, you know what I'm saying. Well, but told, she was like some of those band chicks are hot though. No, that's what I'm saying. Like she's accessible, but yeah. just you're not, you know, uh, flirting around with that that uh, group. Yeah. Well, she kind of has like she has like a Monet face, like from far away. You're like, oh, but mm -hmm. then you get close, total Monet, total Monet. Speaking of the '90s, but. I think I think that does it, man. I think we did the damn thing tonight. What do you think? Yeah, we've been on we've been on for a while. Yeah. You guys want? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is there? I mean, we could take like a little bit one more question or something. I don't know. Maybe like Papa, can you hear no, me? 
<laughs> I mean, this has been fun, man. I, I've enjoyed yeah. this 90s talk. I, I'm at the point where, like, I'm having a good time, but I also got to pee, and Thor has to pee, too. We don't have enough content left for a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I don't want to, like, I don't want to tell you guys to hold on and us come back and just be like, all right, what, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> well, see you at the pool. <laughs> By the well, way, see you later. I think it's fucking huh? Cobra Kai, dude. God damn it. That show's fucking. I told bad. you, man. I, oh. How do you feel about that? How do you feel? Fucking amazing, you dude. That is the best. Are show you, I, did you already start? Did you Not already ever, start but. season two? I finished it. Finished the whole season, man. Me and Katie had one night without the kid, kids. First night in forever. Fucking all the restaurants were closed. So we just sat around, had a few briskets, and watched the entire second season. Dude, in it's one amazing. Day. And, and the fact that he drinks too, it makes you want to drink more, doesn't it? Just the way that he slicks it back. That. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, stop. I'm like, I know, but it makes you want to drink too. He's like, I want to get that shit. He drinks that nasty <laughs> like, ass Coors Banquet too. That I shit's know. Gross, dude. Hey man, it, like season three is gonna be fucking rocking, dude. I, I'll tell you what happened. I watched season one and two. I, I binged them. I I fucking binge watched them. I couldn't get enough of it because it was so good. And and uh, it, he was able to bring Johnny Lawrence was able to bring so much like eighties, like you know, just that nostalgic feel. Yeah. I I literally. I watched it literally back to back. I watched season one and season two again with April, yeah. like immediately. I could, I, and I it was so that. good. I could watch it back to back. Do you want to watch it again? Uh, I don't, I'm not necessarily going to, but I could see if someone wanted to watch it with me, I'd be like, I'll show this shit to you right now. Uh, so I get why you did. I, but the good news is, dude, the third season's only fucking, well, it's like three weeks away. That sucks. It's like January 9th. But I you're, think. but you're like, yeah, but you're, you, you picked the right time. Yeah. Because yeah. you only got three weeks to wait. I've been, yeah, everybody else been waiting for months and like maybe a year. And dude, I actually I like Johnny better than I do uh, Daniel's son. I yeah, just do. I, I don't mind Daniel's all right. Daniel in, in the first season comes off as a complete fucking douche. Yeah, he kind of uh, he kind of redefines himself a little bit in, in season two, but Johnny's still like the misunderstood guy that you get. Yeah, I just I got pissed when Johnny walked away from that girl in the bar. I was like, dude, that she was perfect for you. She was perfect when he went outside. Well, he's in love with that one chick. I know, but that didn't turn out well. She doesn't want to see him again. He even cleaned his apartment for you. You know. Hey man, that'll be cool. I don't know. Maybe we should do something for that when uh, when season three comes out. Yeah, I don't know if we should do like uh, an episode review or per episode, or if we should do the whole series. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like the whole series, it seems like would be. By the time we got around to fucking the fifth episode, everybody be moved on to something else because that's just the way things go. But I would love to do yeah. something with it. I don't know, guys. In the comments, not not in these comments, but in the comments on the YouTube below, let us know something you'd like to see us do with the third season of Cobra Kai because I'm in that with you too. We might need to yeah, binge that. We got to do something with it. I think. I think. You know, honestly, I, I'll just I'll come over here and get the. We should uh, dress in the, the dojo geese when we do. <laughs> we the still reviews. got some shits. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's it. what we should do. Call them keepers, but. All right, guys, I got to pee. I got to pee. Those are the reviews. Fucking thank you so fucking much. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Killing Choke Batman. Thank you, Jeremy Blevins. You guys, thank all of our Patreons for all the stuff you could do. You guys are amazing. If you guys want to get on that, the link's down below. But thank you all for hanging out with us tonight, uh, for fucking doing this shit with us all, all week long. We'll be back on Wednesday. Probably with the news stream. All the news usually comes out Tuesday and Wednesday, so we'll probably have mm-hmm. some cool shit going on. And then Friday night with another Friday Night Fights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh love you guys yeah hawk gets on my nerves by the way i agree with you hawk gets on my f- he's always like with those the fucking nose flares yeah i i kind of like him but then at the same time I'm like come on like everybody knows that like, you've changed now okay you you, you you turned your leaf over yeah. stop it his stock went way up and then went way down for me 
in the first season he was awesome you know he changed the tune and then it's like okay man i get it that was probably the like the best part of the whole show when he walked in there with that fucking mohawk i was like like, what did he say uh change your change your outlook change your outlook or flip the script flip the script yeah i was like yeah Yeah. man fuck yeah that's cool but all right we love you guys see y'all wednesday night same time same gay place That's the Blue Oyster from Police Academy. (laughs) What are you going to do on October 31st? What are you going to do on October 31st? Here comes that white-faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit, wants to stab your sister's tits because he's a white-faced fucker. Loomis can't recover, Dr. Challenge drunk again, sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you want to know about the darkness? I said God did. A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. What are you gonna do on October 31st?